0: Welcome to America's favorite wellness hour, Healthy by Nature, with certified clinical nutritionist, Marty Whittakin.
1: Well, hello there, and welcome to Healthy by Nature. While you're getting your cup of tea and your pad and pen for taking notes, uh, just a quick reminder that this past week's newsletter was about how to not hurt your back and what to do if you do, and there were... A couple of updates going back to when Dr. Ross Pelton was on the show. A couple of questions we didn't get to about uh, colon cleanses and uh, eczema. Uh, we, I didn't get to the SIBO question, the small intestine bacterial overgrowth. That will be in next week's newsletter. Well, I'm... <laughs> Very delighted and honored to have Dr. McCullough as my guest this week. But first, I have an important announcement. As you know, if you're a regular listener, we don't do pledge drives. Um, we don't um, try to get you to have us come to your house and do a foundation check, uh, things that are earn money. We don't sell cars. Uh, In fact, we don't sell anything on this show. We're totally dependent on our sponsors. So when there's a change in that, because we just are always working on the edge of break even, we have to make changes in the expense side of things. And that means sometimes changing where and when we air the show. Now, if you've been listening for a while and you found it to be useful... You probably would be disappointed if you go at your regular time and station and it's not there anymore. So what I'd like to encourage you to do is at the least make a note of the website so that you can go to the listen section and find what stations and times are on or sign up for the podcast or listen to the archives. But really the safest thing to do is to subscribe to the newsletter that way you get a preview of what shows coming up and there's always a link there to how to listen and it's easy to do you go to hbnshow.com on the menu select newsletter and you'll see subscribe or just send an email to info at com, and in the subject line put subscribe um Don't want to surprise anybody. We just might not be able to give a warning. And even if you've listened for a very long time on a station, that's not a guarantee. So please don't lose us. Um, Dr. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist, an internist, an epidemiologist, as well as the editor of a prestigious medical journal or two. And one of the world's most published researchers, he has, in fact, published 50 or more papers just on the COVID issue. And he has been a brave, outspoken leader of a group of courageous and ethical doctors who broke from dogma to provide life-saving early treatment to COVID patients instead of just telling them, okay, so you've got COVID, go home and see if you get sick enough to go to the hospital and get on a ventilator, which is not a good plan. And unlike most of the experts, so-called experts you see on TV talking about the establishment agenda talking points, points, he has actually treated COVID patients. Hi, I'm Marty Whitaken. When I researched my new book on aloe vera, I learned why when you drink aloe vera, it helps so many complaints. Everything works better if the body has improved nutrient absorption, better antioxidant support, and fewer toxins. Studies show that there's a great deal of difference among aloe brands. The magic of aloe vera is in its solids, and unfortunately, too many companies damage them with improper filtration, heat, and enzymes. Distilled aloe tastes like water because it's lost all of those beneficial solids i chose lily of the desert as a sponsor because they do the very best job and university tests prove it lily of the desert controls every step of the process they even grow their own plants lily of the desert products contain allosorb that's added concentrates of the aloe polysaccharides lily does gold standard clinical studies on their products but they aren't greedy you can pay more but you'll get less. Look for Lily of the Desert products at all fine health food stores. Visit lilyofthedesert.com.
2: There's an important difference between a low price and a good value. For example, a cheap vitamin supplement becomes expensive if it doesn't work. Nutrition expert Bill Sardi wanted to have a multivitamin that reflected the latest science. That meant better absorbed forms of essential vitamins and crucial minerals like zinc and selenium in the doses that studies showed were beneficial. He could not find that in stores, so had to design one. Molecular Multi. It is so complete that most people can save money by cutting several bottles out of their supplement program.
0: Subscribe to Marty's free newsletter at the healthy by nature show website, hbnshow.com. HBNShow.com HBN
1: Those sponsors I was talking about are so important that the commercials will cut me right off. And that's the way it should be. If I keep running my gums and the time is up and I was so excited talking about Dr. McCullough, I was not watching the clock. Um, In the description of today's show in the archives, there is a lot more information. There's a link to his extraordinary bio, um, one to his weekly podcast, to a page I created that has a whole lot of his interviews, including a Senate hearing and a professional lecture with slides, and a link to his cardiology practice. And, uh, Dr. McCullough, we are so impressed with your fine work that as a Buckeye, I'm prepared to forgive you for getting your master's of public health at the University of Michigan. Welcome to (sighs) Healthy by Nature.
3: Thanks for having me. Go blue.
1: (laughs) All right. We'll just let that slide. Um, So I can't keep up with all the COVID news and I don't have a a medical practice or like you go all around the country giving lectures and interviews. I really don't know how you do it. Um, Let's start with kind of a big picture thing. And is it just me or does it seem that the U.S. government takes some kind of perverse pleasure in telling us that we are not yet out of the COVID woods?
3: You know, there continues to be messages that fuel what's called free-floating anxiety, and these governmental messages that continue to make the public anxious are really working towards uh, continuing what's called mass formation. The, the United States public and people worldwide are in what's called mass formation. It's a form of groupthink where things don't make sense. Uh, people are doing uh, actions to one another that are harmful, and uh, we have a situation where the Omicron outbreak is effectively over with. The uh, vast majority of Americans now have, uh, are no longer COVID-naive. They've either had the virus or they've had vaccination. And we're now seeing very low rates of hospitalization or death. And there are now multiple citations suggesting that uh, there's very little risk of serious disease from this point forward.
1: Uh, I saw somewhere that that something like 73% of the population has some immunity to Omicron and really upwards of 75%, which originally was kind of a goal, but now we're being told there's no such thing as herd immunity because of the variants.
3: Well, you know, at this point in time, the virus could mutate. In breakthrough natural immunity, but the resultant illness is like a common cold. So, those who previously had natural immunity from the uh, wild type alpha, beta, or gamma, delta strains, they effectively just had um, a very mild illness, uh, you know, in a few hours of a, of a mild fever or um, nasal congestion, but they're basically free of serious disease. I mean, I think that's really the main point to be made is that we are simply not seeing individuals with omicron develop severe pulmonary involvement and end up on the ventilator. There's a paper recently from uh, Kaiser uh, I'm sorry from the University of um, California at Berkeley by uh, Leward and colleagues that demonstrated those Omicron patients who did happen to go to the hospital and get admitted that uh, nobody ended up on the ventilator, which is absolutely wonderful. There are now uh, data suggesting the combined outcome of hospitalization and death are less than one percent, even for higher risk adults. So at this point in time we're down to effectively a common cold
1: yeah you know, i I've heard it said, and it made sense that if it takes a sophisticated test to tell the difference between omicron and a cold, what you've essentially got is a cold
3: It's true, and now people. Uh, with the common cold, uh, you know, at this point in time, what I'm telling people is that, you know, unless it's really strongly suspected that we can refrain from getting tests. Uh, the paper I'm quoting, the first uh, author is Joseph Lunard, L E W N A R D, and it's in the Rx preprint server. The title of the paper is Clinical Outcomes Among Patients Infected with Omicron, SARS CoV 2 Variant in Southern California. We know that in the United States, if COVID arises, 99% chance is Omicron. And Here, the uh, risk of uh, symptomatic uh, hospitalization with uh, Omicron is uh, 1.6%. Those admitted to the ICU was uh, 0.1%, mechanical ventilation zero, and there was uh, one death uh, per thousand cases. It was essentially just one death actually happened. It's not sure if they died of COVID or not. So we have a situation now where I can tell you, the my concern as a doctor has dropped dramatically, and we use over-the-counter methods to to handle it, and uh, we simply just don't have uh, the the fear that we used to have with the other viruses. And as a treating doctor, I was fearful when I uh, during the Delta outbreak and the previous outbreaks, but now I think at this point in time that fear has really dropped
1: down. Well, not everybody was able to or knew about how to see a doctor or communicate with a doctor who knew about the early treatments and had the courage to use them. And I would expect that's still a problem because if people are still going to the hospital, that means they have gotten sick and haven't been treated right? Well, not necessarily.
3: <clears throat> there was a paper uh, published from the Veterans Administration, and the first author was Fillmore. And this is earlier in the pandemic in the summer, uh, but they demonstrated that 45 percent of people who got admitted to the hospital never had an oxygen saturation below 94 uh, percent, and that implies actually a lot of these hospital admissions are, are panic, that people are panicking, Uh, The other thing that's happening is people are going to the hospital for other reasons and they're getting COVID testing and inappropriate COVID testing. So someone could come in for a hip fracture and then they get tested for COVID. And the way the CDC guides the hospitals is those who haven't taken a vaccine get COVID testing and those who have taken a vaccine haven't. So what's happening is uh, there's a false narrative coming out of multiple sources that the unvaccinated are those who uh, end up being hospitalized. And I think this is really important to understand. It is a false narrative. And the reason why we know this is that this differential testing occurs in the hospital, number one. Number two, multiple state sources, including our CDC director, said 40 to 60 percent of the hospitalizations were their test positive for COVID, that in fact, there is uh, no pulmonary disease. They're there for another reason. Number three, there's no ascertainment of who's taken the vaccine or not. So once someone's Uh, COVID positive, they're put into isolation. They have no way of checking the vaccine cards. Patients may not bring it to the hospital. And there's this automatic operating assumption that they're all unvaccinated in the United (laughs) States. And then number four, uh, that um, there's no randomization. So without randomization, we we can't know if there's equal access to testing, um, et cetera. And then number five is this is not occurring elsewhere. So in the United Kingdom, the vast majority of individuals are fully vaccinated in the hospital with COVID. The same thing in Denmark, Germany, Israel. And now we have a recent paper from Ferdinands et al. uh, from the uh, CDC. Now, these are people coming down with COVID and seeking care at urgent cares. And even that data uh, from the CDC is releasing to us, is demonstrating that uh, I believe the number, and I want to be precise on this for the fact checkers who listen, uh, and they certainly do, Uh, Yeah, this paper is by Ferdinand that uh, this was in the MMWR, the Ferdinand's paper, uh, MMWR, February 11th, 2022, Marty, that paper demonstrated that 54% uh, of all ER and urgent care encounters from August 21st to January 22nd were fully vaccinated.
1: Well, there certainly seems to be an incentive to claim that the unvaccinated are causing the big problems in the hospital admissions and so on uh, because not every single person has been vaccinated and that was ultimately the goal and they haven't given that up uh, any more than they've given up on the idea of having everybody wear a mask forever but as far as what the hospitals do um I'm going to read a list, and when we get back from the break, you can tell me if this is true, that out of the federal stimulus billions that were allocated, hospitals have an incentive to complete the diagnostic test. Each COVID diagnosis is a bonus. Each COVID admission is a bonus. And when they use remdesivir, That's a 20% bonus on the entire hospital bill. They get a bonus for mechanical ventilation. And if COVID-19 is listed as a cause of death, that's yet another payday. Uh, So when we come back, you can verify if that information that I got is true and what that might mean for how patients are handled.
4: Now more than ever, it is important to have a healthy immune system. Be proactive about your immune health. Ask your retailer today about Dr. O'Hara's probiotics, RegActive immune formula, and Dr. O'Hara's Propolis Plus today. Also available online.
1: It takes several factors to create cancer. That's why it just makes sense to treat the disease with a variety of therapies. Whatever you decide about mainstream medicines, typical surgery, chemo, and radiation, you should know that the Casanas Institute has many powerful tools in their toolbox. For example, natural ways to support your immune system, specialized detoxification programs, and a personalized nutritional plan. If chemotherapy is right for your case, the Kassanis Institute also offers a gentler approach. Low-dose chemotherapy delivered in a smart way that targets the cancer cells more than your healthy cells. Their approach is individualized to you and your type of cancer to provide effectiveness and reduced side effects. At the Kassanis Institute, an experienced care manager will guide you and coordinate options. Don't you deserve a doctor that uses the best of modern science and ancient wisdom? Link from hbnshow.com or call 817-481-6342.
5: Now we can do as most animals do. Maintain levels of vitamin C without continual reliance upon dietary or supplemental sources of vitamin C. This is revolutionary. Vitamin C works by pouring electrons on unbalanced atoms to counter potentially destructive oxygen and nitrogen-free radicals. Instead of taking vitamin C pills all day long, similar to using a fire extinguisher over and over, Formula 216 does this 24-7, akin to an internal fire sprinkler system continually pouring electrons on the free radical fire. That makes Formula 216 the world's first stress-responsive vitamin C pill, rapidly elevating vitamin C levels in response to biological or mental stress. Now you can do what animals do. Upgrade to Formula 216, the world's first 24-7 vitamin C pill. Call 833-848-2216. That's toll-free, 833-848-2216 for 24-7 vitamin C protection. That's 833-848-2216.
0: Dr. Hears Probiotics has been a proud sponsor of the Healthy by Nature show for well over a decade.
1: Dr. Peter McCullough, MD, is a cardiologist, an internist, an epidemiologist, a widely published researcher, and has been just a superstar on the truth side of information about the pandemic. And I don't want to take up our whole show with his credentials, so Please just look at the description of today's show in the archives at hbnshow.com. And there are all manner of information and links, including to his podcast. Uh, Well, I've been encouraged that these days you pick up the newspaper, those of you who are still old-fashioned like me, and subscribe to one. And Front Page may not talk about COVID, let alone have splashy scary charts on it Um, most of any discussion about covid is regarding how people are not pleased to be having mandates and so it's more of a policy issue and some experts say that these days the virus is not nearly as big of a risk as the policy decisions and so we've got to kind of figure out what's working and what isn't working so that the public can make their own decisions rather than being browbeaten into doing whatever somebody at the top wants us to do based on an agenda that isn't clear. Um, let's talk about vaccine efficacy for starters. Um, the vaccines that have been around now for a good year and, and a few months um, how well do those work with Omicron?
3: At this point in time, we have no credible evidence that the vaccines provide coverage against Omicron. <clears throat> there was a ecological analysis by colleagues and colleagues published in the New England Journal of Medicine that implied during a period where Omicron was shading in that um, there was we'll quote vaccine efficacy as observed uh, observationally. But when we look at more direct evidence, um, there was a paper by Al Corsi and colleagues showing the vaccines actually had no impact on the virus in the nose uh, through the Delta outbreak or the Omicron outbreak. And that was either one, two, or three shots it had zero impact there. And now we have uh, data from all over the world that the majority of people with Omicron, including the CDC's original report, December 10th, the majority of people with Omicron are fully vaccinated. So it doesn't take a complex analysis at this point in time. It looks like the vaccines have completely failed against Omicron. There'd be no reason for someone to take a vaccine now. It's simply not covering it. And the vaccine manufacturers agree because they're all racing forward. they have all claimed to race forward and to create vaccines against Omicron. But by the time it comes out, the Omicron outbreak is over with.
1: Well, it does set up an expectation that every year when there's a new variant, there'll be a new vaccine. So it's good marketing, I would think. But Um, the
3: problem is the vaccines don't even last a year, Marty. That's the problem. They're saying six months or sometimes three months. And I don't think anybody wants to go for every three months genetic injections for a vaccine that's constantly, uh, you know, obsolete as it comes forward. I I think it's basically at this point in time a, a failed program. They should go ahead and shut it down.
1: Yeah. Well, they show no signs of doing that because they would have to admit they might have made a mistake somewhere along the line. They don't even want us to talk about breakthrough infections, because that implies that it's a a surprise. We should expect that uh, no vaccine is going to be perfect. So our expectations are being managed. Um, And one other thing I think needs to be cleared up, at least as of February 2, I could not find any evidence that there was truly a fully licensed vaccine, which would mean that there was some plausibility for having a mandate for vaccines um, They created well'll we'll explain what happened because apparently it's happened twice now, and not just with with Pfizer but also with moderna
3: It's true, so what happened is Comirnaty, which is the BioNTech product, and now Moderna, they have what's called biological license agreements. They were granted a letter for a biological licensing agreement. Now, what that means is they have to agree to do more research. And what the FDA really wants is more research on heart injury. Why are the vaccines causing heart damage? Uh, they They have to commit to a whole series of studies on this. They would have to uh, draft a um, product label, a full prescribing information, have that approved, and then they can actually commercially make a product, ship it, and sell it, and insurance companies can pay for it. None of that has happened. So the next American that comes in for a vaccine, it says the vaccines are under emergency use authorization. It says that they're not approved. The consent form says it, and that people are participating in research. That's the current state of affairs.
1: Yes, and that has been decided for a long time. Uh, internationally, was it the Nuremberg Agreements, that people cannot be forced to take experimental medication or treatments? Is that
3: That's right? true. So un- under the Nuremberg Code, which is a code of bioethics, that no one can receive actually any pressure, coercion, or threat of reprisal. This is really important. That means no one can even suggest to somebody that they should participate in research. It can only be free choice. Even when a, a medical product is fully approved, it can't be forced on people. I can't force a diabetes pill down someone's mouth. I can't force them to take an injection of a, in any particular medicine. People have health choices when they develop cancer or heart disease or diabetes. It, it's a series of choices. No one can be forced into taking something against it. Well, approved or unapproved.
1: Well, you would never know it these days um, because there's just such a an emphasis on getting vaccinated and you're shamed into it, you're, it's your patriotic duty and all of this nonsense. So it's a good thing people have you to tell us what's really going on. Um, question about Novavax. I understand that they have submitted for FDA approval. Any hint about whether or not that's going to proceed?
3: You know, I can't possibly anticipate now Novavax did move forward in Europe and Australia. The problem is it looks like it's obsolete. Uh, Novavax was one of the first manufacturers during the Omicron outbreaks, and they have to adjust their vaccine in order to cover Omicron. So the conclusion would be that they know that they don't cover Omicron at this point in time, so I unfortunately would not, um, I would not have any uh, uh, assurances or confidence that Novavax would work at this stage.
1: Might it at least satisfy somebody who's being cornered into taking a vaccine of some kind, protect him from taking one of the mRNA vaccines as lesser of two evils?
3: You know it's hard to know we really want to stay away from this idea of here, take a vaccine if you're forced into it because the problem is the vaccines don't last very long, and then you're forced into another one and another one. So I think people are just going to have to stand up and say listen they they just simply are not going to do this
1: okay um, My concern now is with the children because. There's huge pressure to get all the little kiddos, the three-year-olds, vaccinated. And if it's not a great idea for adults who are much more subject to getting sick, how can it be a great thing for children?
3: No, it certainly can't. I mean, the fact that there is a, a suggestion that small children should receive a vaccine, that should raise a red flag. Uh, For everybody out there, there's absolutely no need and there's going to be more harm than benefit.
1: Yes, the statistics, they say follow the science, but if you actually do follow the science, you come to much different conclusions. And that's why they don't like having people like you out there telling the truth because it casts doubt on the propaganda that we're getting. And folks, Dr. McCullough is being roundly punished for all the good work he's doing and all the money that he's spending to go around and do these lectures and media and has been sued and fired as a professor, you can help. I'll tell you how when we get back.
0: At half past the hour, you are tuned to Healthy by Nature with certified clinical nutritionist Marty Whittakin.
6: You remodel your kitchen, you remodel your bathroom. Now remodel your gut. That's right, your gut.
7: Wouldn't it be wonderful to be free again? Just the thought of getting older and having to take all those prescription drugs. A quick message by Longevinex, the nothing pill. Wouldn't you like to be 50 and wake up 25 years later and feel the same? To age chronologically but not biologically? To have your genes reprogrammed to be healthy instead of inheriting the maladies of your grandparents? To look in the mirror 15 years after you began taking Longevinex, the red wine pill? and realize you barely aged at all. To boost your immunity so it never fades, to maintain mental sharpness and independence. In the 1600s, it was physician Thomas Fuller who said, disease is felt, but health not at all. Wouldn't it be great to feel nothing again? Longevinix, the nothing pill. Call 866-405-4000. That's 866-405-4000 for Longevinix, the nothing pill.
1: If you are bothered by heartburn, acid reflux, or indigestion, this heads-up may be a lifesaver. Millions think an acid-blocking drug has fixed their problem. Unfortunately, those medicines shut down digestion and, if taken for more than a few weeks, can lead to dementia, hip fracture, heart attack, kidney disease, and so on. Please learn how to fix the root cause of the problem so that you can avoid those dangerous pills. I'm Marty Whittakin, Certified Clinical Nutritionist. In my book, Natural Alternatives to Nexium and Other Acid Blockers, I explain that there are safe solutions to stomach pain that work with your body to improve digestion and heal damaged tissues. I made the book easy to read, but it is so well-documented in science that you can share it with your doctor. Natural Alternatives to Nexium and Other Acid Blockers is available in some libraries and bookstores. Look for a direct link to Amazon on the shop page of hbnshow.com.
0: Healthy by Nature is sponsored in part by HealthWorksMart.com.
1: Cardiologist, internal medicine doctor, and epidemiologist, Peter McCullough, MD, is my guest today. I do encourage you to go look at all of the reasons that we are so thrilled to have him on the show. There's a more complete description in today's archive So hbnshow.com, from the menu, select Listen, you'll see Archives, and just go to Today's Date, and there you will have it. Um, It's really um, frustrating that the authorities don't seem to appreciate you expressing your view Of things, but a survey showed that more than a third, like 35% of the public, said they weren't confident in Dr. Fauci. So if you appreciate Dr. McCullough, when you go to the description of today's show in the archive, you'll see a bullet point underneath his bio that says, Please help. And it's a link to a Christian crowdfunding source that is accepting donations and giving them to Dr. McCullough to only do a little bit to make up for the damage that his stand, his courageous stand, has taken on his finances. So please do whatever you can to help. Um, I've donated personally. The radio show has donated, and I'd really like everybody to do what you can even small amounts will add up and be helpful because aside from all the time that he invests in this, Dr. McCullough does travel around wherever. There's a big crowd that wants to hear the truth, or he's currently out of town today because he had a big media opportunity, and we've got to, we've got to support our heroes. Well— um We um, should really talk about the side effects. We've talked about the lack of efficacy and the really the illegality of the vaccines. But what about the side effects? There are, um, I guess, a good place to start would be, what's the latest data from the vaccine adverse event reporting system of the CDC?
3: Well, I had an interview this week by ABC News. They flew into Dallas, and um, I did a query for them, and uh, they, they should air it. If they don't, they're really suppressing key information. But I did a direct query in the CDC theirs uh, database uh, on the checkbox of death. So the initial report that was submitted by a doctor, nurse, healthcare professional, pharmaceutical company, you know, 86% of the time, these safety reports are submitted by someone who thinks the vaccine caused the problem 14% of the time is by the family. But that checkbox of death, the number that came up, as I did the query this week, Marty, was uh, 12,670. In the open, there's data overlay, which is uh, privately held on a server. It's updated once a week, generates the red box part. They look for death or mortality anywhere on the report, any subsequent reports. That number is over 23,000. And so these numbers are astronomical. We should never have gotten past 50 deaths with any product before it has a safety warning to pull from the market. And uh, the deaths continue to accrue. We had a report this week. I was on Fox News twice on the topic of Gill and colleagues, a paper by Gill published in Archives of Pathology, sadly showed two young boys uh, in their teenage years took a Pfizer vaccine. And on days three and four after the vaccine, they were found dead at home. The parents were um, mortified. They got autopsies and the autopsies clearly show the vaccines killed these young boys by causing heart inflammation, fatal myocarditis.
1: And yet those wouldn't even go into the official CDC count because they don't count you vaccinated until two weeks after the shot. So if something happens on day three or four, well, that's just not important to them. Crazy.
3: You know, that's, That's an important point. Now, the CDC has never done a report on death after vaccination. They've actually never done a report. But if they would, you're right, they wouldn't consider them fully vaccinated. So the questions that are on the table is, what's going on here? Uh, You know, did these boys previously had COVID? And they already, in a sense, had spike protein loaded in their body. Then it's superimposed, um, superimposed, uh, you know, second exposure to spike protein. Uh, Did they take the vaccines and then develop some subclinical myocarditis and then go play basketball or exert themselves? One of the things in the Gill report suggested that there was an overlay of stress hormones, that these poor boys must have suffered uh, and and had some effects of adrenaline, noradrenaline on the heart. That was actually in their report. But it's shocking. We now have this report from Gill, a paper by Choi, and a paper by Verma, all showing that the myocarditis is fatal and i think at the very least our fda should update the warnings and warn americans that in fact the uh the myocarditis can be fatal we, we can't have uh we cannot have our young people continue to be forced to take the vaccine and then lose
1: their lives japan did add a warning on their covid shots about heart inflammation and there are other Clues that something's not right. Higher rate of shingles seen after the vaccine, that suggesting a problem with reactivating viruses. And uh, a wonderful MIT scientist, Dr. Seneff, that's been on our show, warns that the COVID shots could cause crippling neurodegenerative disease in young people. Uh, it's just... Uh, I think this is criminal malfeasance, right along with the failure to acknowledge treatments, early treatments for COVID. Um, I hope that there are investigations and prosecutions, but I'm going to keep inhaling and exhaling in the meantime.
3: Yeah, you know, Marty. What I would say is that the things are off the rails, but there is a safeguard. The safeguard is that each person is responsible for their own health. And when we understand that things have gone bad, whether or not the product is taken off the shelf or not, the key message is don't use the product. And that's the one way to stay safe. What I don't want to see is, you know, we've had so much messaging on myocarditis and damage and people dying after the vaccines. It's on national TV. It's all over the Internet. And whether or not the public health authorities want to admit it, the next person that takes the vaccine, it's their responsibility to just say, do they want to take the risk or not?
1: I had a listener named Kurt who was concerned about his niece. I think most of the cardiac concerns have been with males, but she um, started having heart arrhythmias within a few days after receiving the COVID shot, and her cardiologist assured her it could not have been the the vaccine, and those episodes would subside over time. She he's really worried that if she gets a booster, it could be curtains. Any way that no, that, that cardiologist could guarantee that it wasn't the vaccine?
3: No, we should be uh, conservative and assume it's the vaccine until proven otherwise.
1: Yeah. Well, as usual, I have another four hundred studies. I mean, four hundred questions, and you have at least four hundred studies. But we'll just cover as much as we can when we come back with my guest peter mccullough md do go to the description of today's show in the archives hbnshow.com. click listen on the menu and from the archives pick today's date and just a wealth of information and you can sign up for his podcast staying healthy has
8: never been more important
1: while it oxygenates and energizes cells every home and office should have one and it would make a terrific gift who doesn't at least occasionally have a sore throat or stiff joint congested sinuses a rash or injury you might just want to strengthen your eyes or ears save with the code hbnlamp click products on the menu of the hbnshow.com website for details or call Phil at 626-200-8454, 626-200-8454.
2: People who regularly drink coffee or tea, consume sugary foods, and in particular drink wine, beer, or spirits, and people who take antacid or diuretic water pills deplete their body of vitamin B1, also known as thiamine. Symptoms of vitamin B1 deficiency can include headaches, chronic cough, racing heart, constipation or diarrhea, non-infectious fever, crippling weakness and pain, difficulty walking or talking, loss of smell and taste, breathlessness, loss of hunger, sweating, tingling in hands and feet, memory problems, and more. The answer to these problems is vitamin B1 in the preferred fat-soluble form provided in Nerve Guardian. It is the new dietary supplement from Lifespan Nutrition. Nerve Guardian provides 10 times more vitamin B1 than the best diet. Buy one bottle of Nerve Guardian and get a second bottle free. That's a full eight month supply for just $3.12 per month. Call Lifespan Nutrition today and ask for Nerve Guardian. Call 800 247 5731. That's 800 247 5731.
0: Subscribe to Marty's free newsletter at the Healthy by Nature Show website, hbnshow.com, hbnshow.com.
1: Peter McCullough, MD, MPH, and he has a whole bunch of other initials after his name, is a cardiologist, an internist, and an epidemiologist, and a widely published researcher has been leading the charge to make sure that people get treated for COVID rather than being left to get worse and go to the hospital where the statistics aren't nearly as good. And he's been very generous with his time, has been on the show many times, kind of keeping us abreast of the changes. And now we're we're looking at a whole different kettle of fish with Omicron. And even, we didn't touch on this, but the... The sub variant is BA.2 or some nonsense. Has that made any difference at all?
3: Okay, so there's uh, with Omicron, the BA1 variant, which is the main Omicron, it's missing some code for the spike protein. It's called uh, S gene dropout. With the BA2 variant, the code is back in there, so it's mutated back a little bit. Uh, the immunity to Omicron overall looks like it's the same for BA1, BA2. I think that's the reason why we're not seeing another large rise now ba2 is becoming more um more prevalent in europe and other countries we're keeping a watch on it but i think it's just it's because it's just two variants of the same thing it's not going to be so uh you you know it's not going to be taking on the same appearance as a a new variant
1: so again take a deep breath don't let them make you panic um It was a little bit of good news about the vaccines that apparently mothers, pregnant mothers that are vaccinated may give some protection to their infants. But the New York Times article said that women vaccinated started having erratic menstrual cycles and postmenopausal women started having cycles again. So that would mean it's kind of messing with the hormones. And if the virus can cause... Problems with the placenta and uh, therefore miscarriages. It would stand to reason that the spike protein in the virus might have the same same problems. So, are uh, is it correct that pregnant women were not even a part of the initial safety tests, such as they were for the vaccines?
3: Right. So pregnant women are excluded from taking the vaccine because of the dangerous mechanism of action. The genetic material, uh, we don't know if that goes to the baby or not. We never want any foreign genetic material to go to the baby. And then furthermore, the genetic material codes for the spike protein, which we know damages blood vessels and causes blood clots. And so for those reasons, we simply would not, um, you know, not take those risks. And now there are two papers in pregnancy. Uh, the first one by um, by Pinellas and colleagues in the uh, Annals of Internal Medicine, showing that pregnant women have a lower risk of um, uh, of uh, co- bad COVID outcomes compared to non-pregnant women. And then there's a paper that just appeared. In I believe JAMA, and, um, and uh, in that paper, we uh, had data, more contemporary data, and the first authors, Metz and colleagues, M-E-T-Z, Metz and colleagues described uh, a large number of uh, pregnant women who were sick enough to be hospitalized with COVID-19 and asked the question, what happened there um, among uh, a very large sample size? Uh, it's, uh, there were um, very little serious cases. And in fact, only two women died of COVID, only two. And sadly, looking at those, uh, they didn't receive any early treatment. So COVID is not, in uh, pregnant women is not a high-risk state. It's a low-risk state. And if a woman is pregnant, and let's say has obesity or asthma or diabetes, if they simply get early treatment and the early treatment can safely involve monoclonal antibodies, which is enough anecdotal reports that they work. The GlaxoSmithKline and the new um, Lily product that's back should be fine. They can receive hydroxychloroquine, uh, azithromycin, prednisone, inhaled budesonide, and aspirin. So if they receive a form of multi drug early treatment, the hospitals avoid it altogether. But I think the METS paper and the Pinellas paper should give a lot of reassurance that pregnant women are not at high risk with COVID. So there's no reason to take a vaccine health wise.
1: And- Therefore, the idea of rolling the dice to see what's going to happen to the fetus and the infant just sounds reckless. Um, I'd like to switch to medications now. There's a study uh, showed 90% reduction in COVID deaths in Brazil with preventive use of ivermectin. An NIH study concluded that a five-day course of ivermectin was found to be safe and effective in treating adult hospitalized patients with mild covid and in fact it cleared covid in half the time that's even from our own government well why no headlines and in fact if there are any it's just to abuse people who choose to use or to prescribe ivermectin
3: you know, it, it shouldn't. Uh, there was a recent neutral trial done late in the ICU, but it's only between 400 and 500 patients, and it's underpowered. So I would discard any of these small trials. We have over 70 supportive studies, over 33 randomized trials. There's a signal benefit, acceptable safety. I think ivermectin is perfectly fine, weight based dosing.
1: Well, we'll have just a little bit of time on the other side of this break, and we can maybe talk about. Fluoxamine, uh, some of the new drugs, and um, Eli Lilly's, you just mentioned it, has a, a antibody treatment coming out, and please stay tuned for that. This is Healthy by Nature. My name is Marty Whittakin. We're here with Dr. Peter McCullough.
9: Do you wake up refreshed and ready for the day? Good quality sleep is crucial for restoring your body and your brain, so we can feel alert and energetic the next day. If you struggle to get to sleep or stay asleep, you'll be glad to know about Gero Formula Sleep Optimizer. This formula combines amino acids and herbs such as GABA, tryptophan, valerian root, and hops to support the body in normalizing sleep. Stress, jet lag, and rotating work shifts are special challenges for sleep. They also benefit from Gero Formulas Optimizer's powerful yet gentle encouragement toward relaxation and healthy sleep cycles. Sleep Optimizer benefits all three stages of sleep so that you can awake rested and energized. Look for Gero Sleep Optimizer at fine health food stores nationwide. As you know, not every product is appropriate for every person. So please read label advice regarding youngsters, disease states, medication use, and pregnancy. For complete information, visit Gero.com. That's
10: J-A-R-R-O-W dot com.
1: you <music> I'm Marty Wittigan. You may have heard the word resveratrol, and you may even know that it is the red wine molecule. However, you may not know that Longevinex is the only brand that has undergone testing of any kind test tube, animal, or human. It's also the one with the correct potency. Trust me, more isn't always better. Internationally respected nutrition expert and formulator Bill Sardi wisely combined resveratrol with other beneficial components to increase its effectiveness. In fact, Longevinex delivers nine times more positive effect than plain resveratrol pills. Resveratrol is being researched for its support of an astounding variety of health issues. Please read my resveratrol article in the supplement section of the library on hbnshow.com. Order today at Longevinex.com or call 866-405-4000. Please tell them Marty sent you just in case they have a special. Longevinex.com or call 866-405-4000.
0: Sign up for podcasts or listen to past programs on our website, hbnshow.com, hbnshow.com.
1: Before I ask my guest, Peter McCullough, MD, for some advice about the medications for early treatment, I just want to remind you that we talked early on about The mass testing of people who are without symptoms, not a good idea. Um, If we had more time, we could talk about masks. The only thing I've seen positive is they might reduce the distance that if you're going to spit some some, uh, droplets, maybe they only go three feet instead of six feet, but they really aren't very effective. And so... That and what we've learned about vaccines, we can kind of reduce the hysteria and start thinking about how to just be healthy so that you're less likely to be subject to whatever's going around. And remind you to go to the description of today's show in the archives so that you can click on the fundraiser. And know that Dr. McCullough is not asking for this. This was organized by his fans, and I'm asking He's appreciative, but this is not his idea and he's not promoting it. So, Dr. McCullough, there are some newly approved medications. um, Anything in particular that you want people to be aware of about that?
3: Yeah, I'd want to highlight that the new monoclonal antibody product by Lilly looks fine for Omicron, so a high risk senior. There's two products, either the uh, GlaxoSmithKline or the Lilly product will be fine, and, and I think those are the only ones being offered. But I know in DFW area I've had a patient recently uh, get it at an urgent care, so I know we have it. We have the Pfizer drug. It's a combination of nalpimperinvir and metonavir. Take it uh, twice a day. That looks very safe and effective, uh, over an 80% reduction in hospitalization and death. And now the new Merck drug, molnupiravir less effective only about a 30% reduction in hospitalization and death. And with Merck drug, there is a residual cancer concern, and this patient's uh, papers published on that. So I think far and away the oral drug that one would want to look at is the new Pfizer drug. It's stocked here in Dallas. If people get COVID-19, they get a prescription, they go to the major pharmacies, there's no copay. So patients, when they get COVID and are high risk, over 50 medical problems, anybody over 65, push their doctors to get them prescribed the other drugs. And if they get the Pfizer drug, they should be able to get the other drugs in sequence, including prednisone, azithromycin, uh, budesonide, doxycycline, colchicine. There's a combination of drugs in the McCullough protocol, and that's the go-to place for uh, treating COVID-19.
1: We do have links in the library on hbnshow.com in the COVID section for medications. And I will work on getting that updated to make sure that it links to the most complete lists of the things that you should be asking for. Well, Dr. McCullough, I pray for you every night that you are blessed in your travels and in your work and that you take care of yourself because it's a high-stress business you're in. Thank you so much for being with us.
0: Thanks for having me. Healthy by Nature is sponsored in part by Lily of the Desert Alloceuticals.